edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be reacting to week 11 and giving our week 12 waiver wire picks for this fantasy season as the fantasy regular season is wrapping up so we've got to help you guys now you need more help than ever you're trying to grind for the playoffs i mean obviously if you listen to this show you should probably be in the top of your league but in case you like only half listen to this show and you're like six or or you have christian mccaffrey on your team oh right of course but like if you're like sixth or seventh because you only like listen to every other episode and like the the property of halves or whatever i just made that up um if you're sixth or seventh you'll need to hear this I mean, your league should have a 16 playoff. If you don't, then you should just quit fantasy and make your own league. Or not quit fantasy, just quit the league, make your own league. But um, hopefully you listen to this show a lot. But in case you still need help, we've got help for you. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, wait, why is it, how is it logical to make shows right now when we basically should have guided all the listeners to an 11-0 start? Yeah, teams definitely should be 11-0. I mean, we basically give the advice for a perfect season. There's nothing else you need. I mean... Obviously, Calvin and I, we would be 11-0, but we struggled with injuries. Well, actually, seriously, Calvin and I have been hit by the injury bug this season. It's been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that is true. But, I mean, if it isn't for injuries, you should be 11-0. But, like, you, even if you're 11-0, you still want to make moves late in the year. I mean, there's you probably don't have a perfect roster. There's probably one or two spots that don't have, like, a first or second round guy on them, right? Like, yeah, it's most likely like, even if you listen to this podcast, like, mm-hmm. you know, but like, why on earth? Okay. Here's the other thing. Why on earth would you pay for some random schmoes fantasy advice when you can get hours for free, which is literally mm-hmm. superior advice? Yeah, I know. It just makes absolutely no sense. Right, Calvin? I know. Like people who paid for advice, they paid to see Tyler Boyd ranked too low. Mm-hmm. Nice going. Yeah. So sad. That's why, guys, we're, like, the best, and we're free. I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, you don't see that that often. Usually the best, they have to, like, make a paywall because people are willing to pay, but we don't have as big of an audience for some reason. Like, once we get a big audience, don't you worry. We're going to be charging hundreds of dollars for, like, one piece of fantasy advice. We'll be rich. Rich, I tell you. on Twitter, guys, it's going to cost you a dollar to ask us a question. To ask a question. That doesn't mean we will. You'll have to PayPal us a dollar. <laughs> yeah, you it's gotta cost you a dollar to ask a question doesn't necessarily mean you'll get a response. <laughs> That's kinda funny. You'll be entered in a lottery to get your question answered. You could just lie and yep, say it's like it's like one of those raffles at the baseball games, you know? Say Hey, you just put in your money and then if you get lucky then we'll pull your ticket. Yeah, and it's, it's like the jackpot like will be half of what you put in. <laughs> because basically, so like, say 50 people put in a dollar to ask their question, us answering one of the questions is basically worth like one of those 50-50 raffles, like $25, you know, <laughs> so it evens out. Yeah, no, but it's so stupid. It's like the jackpots are like, put in a number, or put in a, uh, buy a ticket or whatever, but we'll only put half of your money into the jackpot because we have to make money too off of this, you know, mm-hmm. which makes yep. sense. But then again, like, I want all of the money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go to reactions. (laughs) It was a fun start to the show. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Adam Thielen, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, they all exceeded 25 points this week. The other significance of their names, they were the only players who outscored Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, like I predicted on the show last week, got tight end one in ESPN fantasy in his starting quarterback debut against the Falcons. Even if you started him at quarterback, he was still QB three. 
Like, you got a solid QB1 performance out of Taysom Hill this week. I called the tight end one. Chris called the ad last week. I said he was a deep sleeper two weeks ago, not knowing about the injury. You guys, like, you should have had Taysom Hill in all of your leagues by now. We've Mm -hmm. talked about him plenty on this show. But Taysom Hill's score of 24.42 fantasy points was the fifth highest in all of fantasy. All of fantasy. And you could have had him as your tight end. I put him as my flex because I had Waller as a tight end, but could have started him as a tight end and flexed Waller. Just decided to put in Taysom Hill in case something crazy happened. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill is just, it was incredible. I mean, this is, in a, this is kind of a once-in-a-fantasy-lifetime experience, you know? Yeah. You're not going to really get to have, uh, like I call it, the legal cheat very often, but uh, when you do get him, it's going to be a good payoff, <laughs> as we saw. Yeah, I, I still lost um, still lost my week anyway, so it was pretty sad. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Taysom Hill, he still has roster value now, even though ESPN's definitely going to take away his tight end eligibility. After, like, I mean, they haven't announced anything. They're keeping it quiet, but they definitely will. He has roster value as a quarterback. Like, in leagues, sleeper leagues, Yahoo leagues, NFL.com leagues, if he's available and you lost, say you lost Joe Burrow, and you're like me, who this is not a common strategy, who likes to keep three quarterbacks for matchups because quarterbacks are very matchup dependent, like Teddy Bridgewater, especially mm-hmm. guys like Teddy Bridgewater. You like Teddy Bridgewater's hurt. That's the guy I want. But since Bridgewater's hurt, Burrow's out for the year. I had Burrow. I'm down to Newton and Tannehill, and I don't like that. I'm, I think I'm probably going to hold on to Taysom Hill this week unless there's someone I really want from the waiver wire, which is not likely because the waiver wire is not very good this week. But or actually. Well, for you guys, it is because for some reason, these guys, a lot of these guys aren't really owned in that many ESPN leagues, which I think I read something about that, by the way, not to get off topic again. I read, I was reading, it's like that includes those public leagues that people just draft in and then quit. Like these aren't really, it's not really that good of a, um, of a assessment, which is why we do 40% or less, um, owned percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can... I feel like sometimes it's just like, like fifty percent. I just feel like it's a little bit too much because when you think about it, there are some leagues that aren't going to really play. You know, some leagues that are really beginner leagues, so they're maybe not as accurate. And so I think dropping it down to forty percent really allows you guys to find those. So if you are in a really competitive league, you know the guys that you're you're going to want. And so I mean, it, because once you get into competitive leagues, the guys that are over fifty percent tend to be owned pretty quickly. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's the problem. We do 40%. Chris was a pioneer and chose 40 instead of 50, and it's a good move. But, yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill does have roster value just because of his rushing ability. Like, we saw he didn't rush that for that many yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns, which was so huge. That's four extra points right there. Mm-hmm. Four, yeah, not like that. Yeah, kick, I mean, it's but... crazy. All right. Jared Cook, Travis Fulgham, Jamison Crowder, Todd Gurley, Juju versus Jacksonville, all score under four. Juju Smith-Schuster came back down to earth. Obviously, his great games were a fluke. One of them was against Dallas. And he played a really easy defense and couldn't get going. Meanwhile, because he gets all the coverage. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, meanwhile, they got going. I mean, Juju might play a little bit better in the future just because they've got Deontay and Claypool to take pressure off of him. But he sort of did come back down to earth. It's like, it's interesting. I, I don't know. So, um, it looks mm-hmm. like, oh, also, ESPN, no surprise, just published an article that Taysom Hill is QB only starting tomorrow. So there we go. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's definitely the right decision to make. Yeah. But like, I think Jared Cook with Taysom Hill, he he wasn't doing that well. He doesn't get the most targets. So he didn't really do that well. 
I mean, Juju, we sort of talked about he'll get better if the defenses don't cover him as much. Like if they worry about Deontay and Claypool, which might be a good strategy, Juju can do better, although his target share won't always be there. But, and then Jamison Crowder hasn't really been that good lately. I just feel like the Jets' offense has gotten so bad to where even a guy like Jamison Crowder can't produce, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I know, the Jets are really struggling. It, it's very, very, very annoying because you Adam know they have some good talent on that team. I mean, even P. Ryan has been playing well, Jamison Crowder. It's just like, ugh, it's just fantasy talent going to waste at the hands of, uh, of whatever his name is, uh, uh, Adam Gase. So. <laughs> whatever his name Chris, whatever his name is. <laughs> are you kidding? I guess yeah, it's kind of funny that I couldn't think of it. Adam Gates is like the most trashed person on this show, yet I couldn't think of his name. Trashed <laughs> and funny. trash. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. Uh, Travis Fulcom, Todd Gurley. These two guys we haven't really mentioned, unless you want to talk more about the other guys. I think we've probably established. Travis Fulcom, we talked about last week. I said after the Cleveland game, it would be the end of Travis Fulcom. It looks like he had his end even before that. He's still maybe fantasy relevant, but 1.3 back-to-back games. He's had one reception for eight yards twice. He got a few targets, but not really that many. They were all mostly in one drive. So, yeah, this this is the beginning of the... uh, No, it's the... (laughs) Last week was the beginning of the end, and this week is the end of the end. Uh So now he's just gone. I wouldn't necessarily say it's the end of the end. I think that he's still a viable... I mean, a very... Not a flex. Not, not I mean, a starter. He's actually I won't I won't say he's a viable flex. Definitely I'll take that back. But I think that if you're he's a desperation flex play at this point. He's heading to the best. Desperate. You can find better guys on the way for He uh-huh. just he had a great matchup. I mean there are other guys like uh, our first waiver wire pick that you guys will definitely want to start over him. Oh well, your first waiver wire pick is different than mine. But our, our the, the one too is pretty clear here. Oh well, yeah. The, oh wait, the, 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 we both know who we're talking about. You know what? No, I, I'm gonna change my waiver wire guys. Around, yeah, no, I think I think I like your pick as number one better than mine, so I'm gonna switch them around. I didn't really think about that when I inserted this the number two guy. Now he's number one. So anyway, Todd Gurley, he was facing New Orleans and he got under four, but I think Gurley is just really a mid tier, maybe a little bit higher than mid tier RB two at this point because he's just not the same player. He's not bad, but he's just his yards per carry has been atrocious. Even not even. Even not even not even disregarding <laughs> disregarding the uh, New Orleans game. So, like, yeah, I mean, he's just like it feels like he continues to put up okay fantasy numbers, but I feel like the end is just nearing. And like Todd Gurley, ever since that big like knee injury thing, he just hasn't been the player that he was in 2017 and 2018 when he was going as the number one pick. I don't see why that's going to change. I mean, definitely still a flex play, but. At this point, I don't think you want to be relying on him too heavily. Mm-hmm. All right, so we did our bad players here. We got two more reactions. Zeke bounced back this week for 18.4 fantasy points, which was somewhat expected with Andy Dalton. I think Zeke is back in the RB1 tier. He's not like top five guy like he was before, but he is probably an RB1, maybe around 10 or so. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that, especially if they have a solid matchup, which the Vikings are, are they are not anything special, but they're a matchup that's definitely okay and i think that uh teams are teams are going to be happy to have him back to i think how he is and so they actually changed around their offensive line and it seemed to work a little bit he does face washington and uh washington next week which could be a little bit tough but uh, i think he's definitely still uh, at least an rb2 maybe an rb1 
All right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely fair. I think he's probably in the back end RB1 tier at this point. DJ Moore went for seven receptions for 127 yards with PJ Walker facing the Lions. I mean, as long as McCaffrey's out, this is going to continue. I think DJ Moore is a nice sell high right now. Don't sell him high this week because, or I mean, you could sell him high this week because there's no guarantee he's going to do well this week. But McCaffrey's unlikely to play. So if you want, you could take one more week out of DJ Moore. Then, wait, do they have their buy in week 13? Who? Oh, wait, you might – oh, the trade deadline's coming up too. The Panthers, right? Do they have their buy in week 13? Mm-hmm, they do. And the trade deadline is coming up this week. If you haven't already had your trade deadline, I think the latest one is like late week 12, which is we're going to talk about trades later in the week, so don't worry. But DJ Moore, I think we might talk about him again. You need to sell him high. It's a shame that you can't get a little bit more out of him, but the trade deadline's coming up, and he's been very good lately. Sell high right now because when CMC comes back, he's not going to be very good. And yeah, when and when Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater comes back, yeah. they never really had that chemistry. So, yeah, definitely go ahead and sell high. All right, let's go to Waiver Wire. Waiver Wire. All right, Waiver Wire. The first guy, this guy is owned in 34.4% of ESPN leagues, and it is unbelievable. Wayne Goldman, guys, don't drop him just because he has a buy. He was owned in like 44 or 45 even before this. This is why we dropped the threshold to 40% to avoid guys like this. And yet he's still sitting on waiver wires. He's had like 13 points, like three or four weeks in a row. Yes, maybe the touchdowns won't continue, but he's gotten the carries. And he is the guy they look to in the red zone. He is going to get touchdowns. Maybe not a touchdown every single game, but he's more likely than not to score a touchdown for you. He's definitely better than running backs you probably have on your roster right now. Why is he not owned in any leagues? Mm-hmm. I wish he was available in our league. And he gets to start at least one more week, maybe more. Freeman doesn't play the week after. And even when Freeman comes back, I expect there to be a timeshare from this point on. Yeah, geez. Uh, I don't know, quite know how I'm supposed to follow that up, Gavin. I very much agree with you. But yes, Wayne Galvin should not be on this list, especially when we bump it down to 40%. He's just, I think people are expecting that Devontae Freeman's going to chip into his role, but I don't see why the Giants are going to go back to a struggling Devontae Freeman instead of Wayne Gallman, who's playing lights out right now. I think they have that. I wouldn't say lights out. Maybe Devontae Freeman kind of takes away a little bit from Alfred Morris, too, who's been getting getting better and better. I think maybe they, they'll put DeAndre Devontae Freeman in at RB2, and then he'll do bad, and for some reason... I mean, it's not like Gallman's been insane in real life. It's just his fantasy production's been good, but he's been solid in real life, I would say. No, he's been, I think he's been very good. I mean, he's looked like a better runner. It's just, it hasn't always translated into the best yards per carry, but like he's done pretty well and he's gotten some catches too. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth a waiver wire pickup though. It seems like he's getting most of the red zone touches. If he's available, if either of these top two are available in your league and you need to add them right now, number two, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to be like, he's, he's not available in any leagues, but it's Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins both tested positive for COVID-19 because the Ravens have a Thursday game. They're not ruled out already. They basically are. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what the protocol would be. But Gus Edwards, got to add him. He's going to be the lead back. I don't think Justice Hill is going to take too much. Gus Edwards has even been involved at times with Dobbins. Like, he had that one game against the Steelers where he was getting a lot of yards. And John Harbaugh likes him. He's a good player. Maybe he won't adapt to the featured role, like, too well. But, wait, who is... Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore's playing Pittsburgh, so that's a tough matchup. But still, like when you can find a running back, a starting running back in the waiver wire, you add them right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely worth an add. And, we, and I mean, if if they end up being out for an extra week too, that could also play into things. Maybe he gets a second start. You know. Mm-hmm. 
All right, next up, Michael Pittman. He went for seven receptions for 101 yards and three receptions for 66 and a TD in his last two games. Had a combined 11 targets. It's not the most targets, but he's gotten some deep passes, gotten the chemistry with Phillip Rivers. So I think he's worth an ad, and he's also your number three, Chris. Oh, yeah. I mean, I talked about uh, Michael Pittman last week. I had him on my waiver wire. Seven catches for 101 yards, three for 66. Uh, I mean, he's just playing really great football right now. He finally found the end zone. And Philip Rivers, I think, is looking for that guy. And though Michael Pittman, I will say, he hasn't developed into that. He's not – I don't think he's a start for this week because just – I don't think he's a start just yet. But, I mean, it's really good to see some chemistry starting to develop between the two. And I really like Michael Pittman at the beginning of the season. I think he's a really talented wide receiver. We just got to see that connection with Philip Rivers and that role in the offense that I think a lot of his owners and hopefully future owners, since you guys are going to be picking up him up on the waiver wire, will be hoping to see – I think he's just going to continue to develop and develop, and maybe he'll be a nice piece uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, Chris, you spearheaded the Pittman breakout train, but I was also there with you. But, I mean, you can have the majority of the credit on that pick. That well, I mean, out. he did get injured, so that kind of threw a wrench in it. Okay, but, well, that, that doesn't count. He's playing well now, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I dropped him after one week after drafting him in fantasy. Tim Patrick, <laughs> he's been very consistent, got five for 119. Five receptions for 119 yards against Miami, and he's only owned in 13.9% of leagues. Wait, hold on. I want to see how many weeks in a row I've had Tim Patrick on my waiver wire list. If you don't have yeah, Tim I know. Patrick, I had him like three weeks ago, too. No, I've had him in a row at least three weeks. I know that. So here, why don't you talk about Tim Patrick? Because his target share has been very consistent. He's know, got he just deep con- catches. He's been basically get, like, everything you want, right? He get, yeah, he continues to get these huge 100-yard 100, 100 games. I mean... It's frustrating because he hasn't been able to really get in the end zone, but if he does, he is going to be very, very, very good. I mean, let's look at this. Over the last um, – here are his last five games. He's been out a few, but uh, six catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. Wait, did I um, – Four catches for 101, three for 44, four for 29 and a touchdown, four for 61, and then five for 119. Those are solid numbers for a guy that's only owned in 10% of leagues. I mean, he's currently ranked as wide receiver 39, so he's definitely worth an add. And I think that he's a player that you could even look into as a possible flex play. I almost had that one week for him. Did I? There's no way. Did I never have Tim Patrick on this list ever? I don't think. What? I, I, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I don't think Tim Patrick's ever been on my waiver wire list. I swear I talked about him, right, Chris? Didn't I? I've looked back like four weeks. Chris, can you tell me if I did? Didn't I? I thought you did last week. I thought I did too. But he's gone. Oh. My gosh. Oh, no, I had him in episode 34, which was like a month ago. Wow, I can't believe I didn't have him. I guess there have been some better waiver wireless than this. But, jeez, I thought well, I... about I, that, Calvin? Gus I Edwards swear I talked about him. Three times in a row. What? Or wait, no, Gus Edwards was on our list two weeks ago. <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, he was? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, he was. I forgot about that. Okay. Well, I didn't remember Gus Edwards, but I remember Tim Patrick. I remember talking about him in multiple weeks, I feel like. <laughs> jeez. My memory's kind of bad. sad to see Darnell Mooney on our list. <laughs> Oh, man, two receptions, three yards. I'm sorry about that one. I really don't know what happened. Uh, Demir Bird, six receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown versus Houston. But the Patriots' target share is so unpredictable these days. That's why I put him at number five. Like, he doesn't have the consistent target share. That's his first good game all season. 
And uh, Chris, you actually have a different number five. You got Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I have Kirk Cousins, and again, he has a very good matchup facing Carolina, who's really depleted in the secondary. Though they've been playing a little bit better football, it's going to be a shootout. I mean, both offenses are playing really well right now, and Kirk Cousins is just rising and rising. He's a good guy to play in a pinch. Uh, Not really even a pinch. I think he's just a solid QB. He's definitely a QB one for me this week. And if your quarterback has a tough matchup, like, I don't know, you have someone that's that's not Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, or – or Kyler Murray, I think that he's definitely mm-hmm. worth a start consideration. All right. I mean, fair enough. It's just Kirk Cousins hasn't really sustained fantasy production in the past. I don't know if I he's mean, going yeah, to. Yeah, he has. If you look at his numbers, they've been well, solid okay. it's enough. It's okay fantasy production. Really well. I don't know. I, I mean, know. the last three games, he's it. had 20.8, 17.58, and then 23. And now he's facing Carolina, and then after that, he has Jacksonville, too. So. Oh, okay. Well, Carolina's a pretty tough matchup. They just shut out Detroit. Well, with Well, Detroit didn't really have anyone, but, you know. Deep yeah, sleeper. Was kind of bad, though. Jordan Akins. This is sort of the same Demir Bird situation. The target share might be even more unpredictable on Houston than it is in New England. In fact, I think it really is. Jordan Akins had five catches on six targets for 83 yards against New England, but that's like pretty much his first big game in terms of targets and receptions. I, yes, it was good that it was against the tough New England defense, but Houston's passing game, like one game it's Brandon Cooks, the next game it's Will Fuller, the next game it's Ryder Cop, the next game it's Jordan Akins. What? What's going on? Maybe Duke Johnson will get some more t- touches at some point. You got like five yeah. this week. So keep an eye on him. I might not add him in yet unless you're really desperate at tight end, but I would keep an eye on Jordan Akins. I don't think he's going to be owned in too many leagues. Yeah, I mean, I kind of disagree. I just don't think it's worth it. I like my deep sleeper a little bit better. It's, it's, I guess it's not as deep, so I can't really say that. But it's Alex Smith, and I think a lot of people are going to be scared to whoa, whoa, whoa. Who, who, who? been out so long, and he kind of only seems like that. Chris, that Chris, cool story NFL very... guy, but uh, <laughs> he has a very good matchup. He didn't play too well this week, but against Detroit, he threw for 390 yards, and now he finds a Dallas defense. So Chris, nobody I mean, heard you what a guy the... going up against a Dallas defense. Definitely a lot of boom potential. And so Kirk Cousins, who, I mean, isn't a great quarterback, but I think in good matchups as well, managed to get 20, 23. I can definitely see a, that, a score similar to that coming out of Alex Smith. You said Alex Smith's name so fast. <laughs> Hopefully nobody missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I was trying to interrupt you, but you were like... Also, I just realized something. Luke, who hosts Luke Brown Sports Talk at LB underscore Sports Talk on Twitter, has literally one more tweet than I do. (laughs) Realize that during the show. Uncensored raw. By the way, guys, how about Jake Lutton? He played great. <laughs> Four interceptions. Very funny. They were, yeah, Doug Marone considered points. benching him for Mike Glennon. Yes, that Mike Glennon. Uh-huh. Ready for ready for the credits? You can follow us on Twitter for updates about the podcast at SGF Pod. Follow me at Calvin underscore SGF. Chris is at Chris underscore SGF. You can send us fantasy football questions there, or if you want, I guess you could email us at secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com. I mean, I would be fine with that. Um, I would answer your questions there. I mean, I mostly operate that account, but, like, if you wanted to contact Chris, you could contact him on Twitter or ask me to, like, ask Chris for you or whatever. But my advice is better, so you don't really need to ask Chris. It's fine. Um, follow our live show. On Twitter, at SG Sports Talk. It's kind of cool that we got that Twitter handle. I don't feel like that's... It's not like the... I guess it's not that common of a Twitter handle. But, like, mm-hmm. it's... We're on Sportscaster. Um, S-P-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R. 
go to sportscaster.com slash SG Sports Talk or download the Sportscaster app to watch our show. Email us talk at gmail.com with questions or contact our Twitter account and follow our Twitter account for updates. We do play-by-play. I just called the Packers in the Colts game. I did a pretty nice Rodrigo Blankenship call for the game-winning field goal, if I do say so myself. Uh, we do our weekly sports talk show, and that's about what we're, we're doing right now. But keep an eye on it. We'll tweet about each and every stream that we do. It's on Sportscaster. Mm-hmm. We just hit 7,000 views on that channel. So um, you should go check it out. And, oh, man, if you want to check out my articles on Sportscaster News, I just published some NFL power rankings. You can go to news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin KSGF. That's news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin K SGF. I'm actually going there right now. Maybe I can read you a portion of my Power Rankings article. How would I just read what I said about the Jets? <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's, Let's hear it. I want to hear some added gaze trashing. Number 32, New York Jets, 0 and 9. These are Power Rankings, by the way. And they are not uh, worst to best. They are best to worst. There's at least one positive to keeping Adam Gase as the head coach, and it can be summed up in two words. Trevor Lawrence. And then I tried, I basically tried to keep them bite-sized. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the top guys, the top teams have longer descriptions. The Steelers probably had the longest, but they're actually my number two team. But, like, I, I'm writing about all 32 teams. I had to keep it bite-sized if I wanted to get the article out on the same day that I was writing it. And it's good stuff. Like, let's see, random team here. Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota has won three straight, and they've made up for their atrocious one-in-five start. With a strong finish, they could bounce back to make the playoffs. Not anymore because they lost to the Cowboys. But they were 4-5, and five and we thought that they could bounce back to make the playoffs. And I thought that they were the number 14 team, which is kind Wait, of funny. Can that- we just take a moment to realize that all of the teams in the NFC East are at three wins? Do, do, do. No, but wait, the Titans so I ranked sad. behind Minnesota. The best Minnesota. team in the NFC East is... Wait, it's it's kind of sad that the Titans I ranked behind Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Is the show uh, over? Um, Pretty much, unless people want to hear more power rankings. Here, just t- <laughs> tell me, yell into your phone if you want to hear more power rankings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they want to hear more power rankings. Just kidding. All right. Well, if you yelled, sorry. Go check it out at news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin KSGF. Like, come on. If you're yelling for more like, just go read them. I'm not going to read the entire thing to you on the show. That would be spoiling it. I had to read the Jets on the show, obviously. But thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.